what's up guys? It's Hasta Slayman and you're listening to Confessions of a Dr. Holic. And on this episode, I'm going to continue talking to Dr. Sama from Liberty Medics. So, I've got a few questions about the states. I want you to tell me if it's a truth or a myth. Do doctors in the states make a heap of money? Do you get work-life balance? If a patient cannot afford treatment and it's not in the ER, do you send them off? In terms of those misconceptions, so actually all three of the things you mentioned, so uh, questions about doctor salaries, questions about work-life balance and about the difference between, you know, public slash private healthcare systems uh, and asking about, you know, whether a patient might get turned away if they don't have insurance. Um, I know those are topics that a lot of people uh, are interested in and I think people um, may be kind of surprised by some of the answers that they hear. So we have free videos available on our website um, specifically from the course that have been made available to preview and uh, they're like 10 to 15 minutes long, some of them 20 minutes long answering these specific questions. So in a conversation between uh, myself and Ali Abdal, who's a friend of mine who's I'm working on uh, this project with and we talk about these exact issues about whether or not uh, it's true that doctors make a lot of money um, spoiler alert it is true and yeah whether or not the work-life balance is good in the US which again spoiler alert but it depends it's, it's very much up to you in the US there's a lot more flexibility in terms of the settings in which you can practice in the US so it really is dictated by what your priorities are how much of a work-life balance you're able to have and then finally, that question about whether patients get turned away who don't have uh, insurance, um, that's that, that's definitely not true from, from my experience. In an inpatient hospital setting, especially as a doctor, you really do not know who is kind of a rich patient or who isn't a rich patient. So you really don't know in an inpatient hospital setting who is or isn't a rich patient. They um, all get treated the same. And I know because I did my year of medicine in the hospital and We had a patient who was in the ICU for like 52 days, had an ICU bed and, you know, you know how expensive those are. And they were an illegal immigrant who had no insurance. So, you know, that's a a perfect indication of how you'll never be um, denied care or any kind of life-saving treatment like that. Yeah. And like, what was the weirdest thing that you experienced there? The weirdest thing I experienced in the States? um, I've seen some pretty weird things on the streets of New York, but uh, as an overall, I think something which was was quite... um, weird for me when I first moved here especially was again just how friendly people are and that's definitely not the reputation that New York has but I remember just walking down the street when I first came on a clinical elective in the US and so many people were saying oh hi how's it going good morning to me that I was genuinely looking around confused like what what is going on today am I wearing something different today am I smiling am I sending some weird messages just because people were so friendly and and everyone just wanted to make some kind of small talk so that that was something that I definitely found weird when I first moved but you find that you internalize it pretty quickly so I went from being a cynical British person giving people a strange look every time they said good morning to being that person who walked down the street saying good morning to everyone so and I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily so that's something which I found weird moving to the US. Do you reckon that you'll ever return to the UK and what's involved in that process? Um, I don't think I would ever return to the UK to practice medicine um, so during my working life I don't ever plan to return to the UK um, if you know some kind of unforeseen circumstances were to happen and I was forced to move back, obviously that's separate. But um, in terms of through choice, I, I don't think I would choose to move back to the UK during my working life. I have this image that I think maybe comes from the fact that I have these really kind of fond memories of my time in London and university that maybe I would like retire one day uh, in an apartment back in central London just because um, I do have such kind of good memories of my time there. So potentially I would come back if I was retired in the future. But no, I don't think I'll come back to practice medicine in the UK at this point. Um, 
and what's involved in that if someone did want to come back to the UK uh, even if you're board certified in the US in a certain specialty those aren't automatically recognized back in the UK so you couldn't necessarily go back and apply for a consultant job in the UK based on that you'd have to go back and then chances are reapply for a specialty training number so that's probably the level at which best case scenario you could go back in and you'd have to restart your specialty training so yeah not a great incentive <laughs> to, for anybody to want to go back yeah definitely not all right i'm generalizing here but everyone loves food and this may sound weird but have you tried twinkies i heard it's like incredible so i have not tried twinkies uh, i do remember seeing them like come up on movies and things so it's on my list but i don't know whether they have gelatin in or something i don't know maybe this is my like muslim side taking over and being being overly uh, tentative about things but i feel like they probably have like marshmallow and gelatin in or something uh, but if not i would definitely look into that and get back to you also another weird thing i heard that you have to tip heaps more in america is that true i mean how different is the food there you do have to tip a lot in the US which is one of my least favorite things about being here so like the, the food prices are as expensive as London if not more expensive anyway when you go out to eat at a restaurant and then you order thing off the menu and the bill comes to like say $50 and then not only do they add the tip in but they also add the tax separately and it drives me crazy because it's not like the tax is optional like there's no way you're not going to pay that tax so why not just put it on the price in the menu yeah i totally agree <laughs> just tell me how expensive the food really is it's a way of like tricking you into thinking the food is cheaper so then in the end even if you pay 50 dollars for a meal by the time the tax and tip has been added on it's like much closer to 70 dollars so it is it is really really expensive and really annoying that the tipping culture um and i mean i understand even in restaurants you know you can kind of get uh get yourself to understand it if a person has served you nicely and been really courteous for the last like hour of call but even if you order like a coffee in a coffee shop and all they've done is literally take your order they will spin the ipad towards you where you do the payment and it will say there like tip and i'm just like bro no, what do you mean tip like you, you all you did was literally take my order press a button and then turn the screen towards me saying tip so uh yeah that was an unpleasant surprise when i moved here and i still haven't gotten used to it i'm still uh, a little bit salty about that whole process but <laughs> maybe with time i will get over it what's your biggest advice for uk students wanting to apply to the us so my biggest advice for medical students uh, or doctors in the UK who want to apply to the US is think very carefully about what your reasons are for wanting to do it and whether or not those are good reasons. So uh we dedicate a huge amount of time at the beginning of our course specifically pursuing this question. So what are the pros and cons of a medical career in the US? And I want people not to just go off here say not to just you know think about some of the stereotypes they've heard, but I want people to have the actual knowledge base to be able to understand what the pros and the cons are. So Liberty Medics and, and and our company is not here to try to persuade anybody to move to the US. We have no vested interest. We don't get any extra commission from someone actually deciding to move to the US. All we want to do is help people make an informed decision. So if by the end of the course or you know having gone through the first half of the course people decide, "Oh actually this these aren't really what I expected in terms of the pros and cons." And that does actually sound pretty bad. And I've decided I don't want to move to the US. For me that's a huge win because we have just saved people years of effort and money by telling them very early on that their reasons for moving to the US weren't necessarily based in fact and weren't good reasons. So I think the most important thing is get that part straight first what are the pros and cons of moving to the US and is this something that you genuinely want to do in your future career once you've reached that point so once you have that motivation once you have that clear idea of the reasons why you want to do this in your future 
The rest of it is, is academic, the rest of it falls into place. So you can get through any amount of torture as long as you have a reason for why you're doing what you're doing. So if you have a reason for moving to the US that is compelling for you, you'll get through the SEP exams, you'll get through your electives, you'll get your letters of recommendation, and you will match in residency after an extensive interview trail, and that'll be fine because you've always had that burning desire and that motivation. So I think that's my biggest piece of advice to people. Don't worry so much about the mechanics of, you know, what each part of the process is going to be like. You know, we can give you those instructions on what each of those steps are going to be like. Thousands of students do it every year. There's no reason why you can't do it. Just figure out what your motivation is, where you imagine yourself to be in five to ten years. And if that is in the U.S., then you're going to get it done. And and that, that's something which you should just have crystal clear in your mind. No matter how, no matter what difficulties you're going to get it done because that's where you see yourself in the future. Alrighty, so if we want to follow you or sign up for the course, where can we do that? So yeah, if you guys are interested in finding out more about the process of moving to the US, uh, even if you're just toying with it as an idea, we have tons of free content on our website, which is libertymedics.com. So that is liberty like the Statue of Liberty, medics, M-E-D-I-C-S dot com. So feel free to check that out. We have free articles. We have a bunch of free preview videos from our course. And uh, also our Instagram page is at Liberty Medics. So check that out for kind of regular posts and story updates and Q&A sessions and things like that. So, yeah, I'd encourage any of you guys to check out our website, which is where you can sign up for the course, which is called How to Make It in America. And otherwise, even if you have no intention of signing up for the course, at least go out there and check out some of the free articles where I go into a bit more detail about some of the answers I've given in this podcast so far. I know you're super busy, so thank you so much for coming on and explaining all of that. And I reckon I'll definitely check out some of that content. Yeah, Hafsa, thank you so much for having me on. And hopefully, if there's any listeners out there who are remotely interested in practicing medicine in the US in the future, this will have shown them kind of a little insight into what that can be like. And they'll now know that, you know, Liberty Medics are out there if they ever want any more information. Thank you so much.